Bom dia, boa tarde. Welcome to another short news flash podcast from PortugueseSoccer.com. My name is John Neves. I hope you folks are doing okay today. Here we go. We just continue to shelter in place. March the 12th, football, soccer, whatever word you use in your part of the world, was suspended. And here we are Monday, April the 27th. And we continue to wait uh, for things to get going again. But we do have some news to talk about, some positive news. Again, uh, last few podcasts talked about how teams have started restricted training, and apparently it is going all very well. Uh, another few teams joined that today. Uh, big three, of course. Uh, sporting is already restricted training, and Porto and Benfica, per reports, um, are going to start uh, training on May the 4th. Uh, Benfica today. Bruno Lage and his staff did some tests. Players are supposed to do something tomorrow. So the ball is rolling. The ball is rolling. And the big news today, five things to talk about. Number one, uh, the prime minister tomorrow, Tuesday, April the 28th, late in the afternoon, is going to meet with the president of the Portuguese Football Federation and the big three teams, Benfica, Porto, and Sporting. And the conversations are about resuming how they're going to resume things and how they're going to start to lift some of the restrictions that have been placed. Um, and this is, of course, uh, very important that we're seeing the government and, of course, the industry of football starting to talk. Um, you know, a lot of people right now, it is all about taking care of the average person in Portugal, making sure that the hospitals all have everything they need to deal with the pandemic. Um, all those type of things is what's going on right now in Portugal, and that is the most important thing. But the one thing I think that the government, and I, you know, not that I've heard this, but you got to think that's the case, not only from the people that run the teams, but also the government, is that football, soccer in Portugal is beloved by many people. They love it. People, as you know, are passionate about it. They arrive, there's big rivalries. People spend hours accusing each other of the worst things, but at the end of the day, it's about football. But the thing is, it's a distraction. It's a positive distraction. It's also a sign that perhaps society is going to get going. So to see the prime minister and the big three and the Portuguese Football Federation president have a meeting um, is a very, very positive development. Of course, last Friday, there was already a meeting between the Portuguese Football Federation and several government uh, leaders, particularly in the health, and they're supposed to announce uh, later this week a plan on how to resume and what the government wants to see with hygiene, security, testing, and things of that nature. So very, very positive signs and things that we should all be very happy about, not only with teams now doing restricted training or going to do soon restricted training, but we should all be very happy now that there are conversations at the very highest level about trying to get this thing resuming again. Um, the only thing, by the way, that's kind of, I don't know, doesn't look good about tomorrow is you have the big three and you have the Portuguese Football Federation meeting with the Prime Minister. Um, we obviously know that Portugal is a very top-heavy league, of course. Does goes without saying. But, uh, you know, I know I've, I've seen some comments on the internet, on social media, that, you know, it just kind of makes Portugal look too big among the big teams and nothing else matters. But again, they have their reasons. Bottom line, they're talking. So let's just be happy about that. Uh, for now. Um, and of course, while everybody thinks about trying to finish the final 10 matches of the season so we have a champion and we can fairly decide who goes to represent uh, the Portuguese clubs in Europe, uh, there were some reports on Sunday 
that uh, the Tasa de Portugal, the cup final, is at risk. Uh, the Portuguese Football Federation apparently sent a letter to the government, and they can't guarantee that it's going to take place. Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure what this is about. I mean, it's April the 27th. We got all of May, June, July, August. Uh, at least what we've been told that August is available to finish things. So I'm not really sure for one match. Obviously, a match taking place at the end of the season. Why this is kind of being put in jeopardy or discussed in jeopardy? Um, I, I just I have to admit I, I I kind of don't really understand it. Um, I can understand. If you started, let's say, finishing the season, the final 10 weeks of the season, let's say in early July, I could kind of understand not having a lot of time to perhaps finish it. Um, but we still have so much time. You know, it's still the end of April. And if teams have started restricted training um, and there's a positive movement toward things, I would think that it's still very possible to play this competition, especially when you're talking about, you know, Porto and Benfica being the two teams in it. Um, so we'll see what happens, but the Federation did say that before they make any decision, they want to talk to, uh, Benfica and Porto. So we'll see what comes out of that, but very surprised to see that it was at risk only because there's still a lot of time left. But of course, common sense says that if you're running out of time, then I could see why that would uh, be happening. Uh, other news that came out today, uh, Santa Clara, this actually, I recall reading a few weeks ago, but it's made the news again today, and that is Santa Clara is open to the idea they've got five matches at home uh, of the 10 weeks left in the season, and they're open to the idea of playing those matches, well, would have been their home matches on the mainland and not on their island of the Azores. And um, apparently this has to do with, number one, like everybody else and like people in your neighborhood, your city, your you know county, region, province, whatever it may be, you know, this is just about trying to limit the amount of travel and exposure. And I think the idea is to not bring a lot of people to the islands. Um, and I think that's what this is about um, and, and sort of putting the population first, the most important thing. Now, how that would work them playing on the mainland, I have no idea. That kind of really wasn't mentioned. Uh, when you look at their schedule, they don't play any of the big three at home. So there wouldn't be a worry uh, based on what I've seen of, you know, one of the big three having to play them at a, at a neutral stadium and not having that sort of home field advantage working for them. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the idea for now. Now, the president of Santa Clara did say that, look, if we can guarantee the conditions for the teams and the stadium to be played in the most optimum conditions of safety, then they would, of course, consider playing it, in, you know, in Punta Delgada. But right now, that's not the thinking. That was just an idea that was thrown out. It is possible. I recall Meritimu was asked about that idea. I had read something whether or not Meritimu would consider doing the same and not playing in Madeira. But uh, from what I recall, they did not like that idea. So we'll see what happens. Again, in the next few weeks, as things start to, you know, putting dates to paper and resuming possibility of playing. We're going to hear a lot of different ideas and it'll be curious to see what Santa Clara eventually does. Uh, also today news, a little balloon test put out by FIFA through the uh, press um, just to kind of see the public opinion. And that is the idea of allowing the, the leagues that are still going to finish, uh, especially if they're going to finish playing like two or three matches a week, to possibly allow them to have up to about five substitutions in a match. Um, this is, of course, because you know you're asking players to play a lot of, a lot of matches in a short span of time. 
Um, of course, you know, players playing in a short span of time could also, of course, increase injuries. So the idea of up to five substitutions is to help alleviate uh, any of the congestion and give managers more of an option. Um, I think this benefits the really bigger clubs. They obviously have a lot more players to work with. Uh, I think the smaller clubs maybe don't have as much depth. So one could argue that that won't be good. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, you know, if you're playing one match per week, then I, I don't, you know, I don't really think you need it. But if they're talking about at least two matches a week and sometimes even three matches a week, I, I think it probably is a good idea. A poll on the PortugueseSoccer.com Twitter had about 70% saying they like the idea. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens uh, with that. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was I had read in several places that in some countries the VAR is at risk. Um, they don't do this in Portugal, but in some countries when they do VAR, um, they basically show a little room with a few people in it watching these TV screens to kind of help make the uh, decision. And apparently the concern of so many people in a tight spot, you know, these are pandemic times, folks, is of concern to some people. Um, this was meant, this was discussed about, about this in Portugal. And um, I had read a report today that said, no, uh, Portugal, they basically had the VAR facilities at the Portuguese Football Federation headquarters, Cidade do Football, and they've got space. So this isn't going to necessarily be a problem. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens uh, with that. But again, in other countries, that is a big concern, but at least in Portugal, um, you know, it wouldn't be. Um, today is Monday, April the 27th. Football was suspended on March the 12th. It's been a long time. Like I said in my last podcast, I'll say it again. Feels like such a long time ago when uh, life kind of came to a stoppage, and most of us were forced to go indoors. And we, of course, are all wishing for football. And the good news is we have teams starting to do some training, even if it is restricted. We have the highest levels in Portugal talking about ideas to resume. So there is momentum, and the momentum is picking up every day. And I think that's a very good news. Um, and even though we have things to deal with in our life, like how in the world are we ever going to get a haircut? Um, you know, things are getting better, apparently, in some parts of the world. The numbers are starting to decrease. And I hope that that's the case in, of course, your part of the world as well. I never thought in my life that I would think a normal, boring day would be something to look forward to. Um, but, man, I'm looking forward to the future when things get better and I can look forward to a normal, boring day. I think we're going to appreciate that a lot more. Folks, I hope you're doing okay. Talk to you soon. Ciao.